When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think that the thing that you're not looking at, and and, and surprisingly, is the fact that Ime was um, Simmons' coach for a minute in Philadelphia. So he has a history already with a, a guy who is who you want to bring in the mix. He's been an all-star several times, so you're bringing that in. Obviously, you look at all the stuff that's going on. Winning players have so much flexibility and so much more uh, power. But, uh, man, it, 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 it did blow me out the water to hear that. And then I, my mind started calculating and started look, looking at the way Simmons could help your team. And you said, wow, that would be amazing. Now, on the flip side of that, how much are you helping Philadelphia getting rid of what they would think would be a major headache. Man. And Brown, I mean, you, you put Jalen in that lineup. Oh, man, you're doing them man. a tremendous favor. If you think all of a sudden you get Brown to go there and you lose essentially the trash that they don't want and you bring it here, I mean, that is, that's like somebody coming, your trash has been on the back porch for a week and it's starting to smell. And all of a sudden somebody comes by and says, you know what? I'm going to take that trash out for Josue. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, welcome into another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Josue Pavone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell. And Max, we got a lot to get into. We got mm. Jalen Brown out for up to two weeks. We'll get into that. Also, the Celtics finished their three-game road trip with a devastating loss to Luka Doncic. We'll talk a little bit about that, of course, in the whole road trip overall. But first things first, Max, we got to talk about what Shams dropped, saying that the Celtics reportedly are interested in trading for Ben Simmons. That's right, Philadelphia 76ers Ben Simmons now. Part of the report is Shams is adding that Jalen Brown is in the deal, so to speak here, I guess, or at least a talking point for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Max, what was your reaction when you heard this report? First, I was kind of stunned, but then after I thought about it, as much, I, and I love Jalen Brown, but how many times have I told you that one thing about Brown and Tatum essentially being the same kind of player and both guys needing the basketball? The thing that you know when Simmons, if Simmons was to come here, Simmons doesn't need the ball to be better. Simmons is going to upgrade your defense at certain positions that you don't have right now, being able to be a stopper. He's a great rebounder. He's a great passer. So if you think about those things right there, great passer, great rebounder, uh, runs the floor, defends. The only thing you look at is scoring. And, and Tatum 
I mean, Brown, you're saying right now Tatum is your scorer and, and other guys will have to fill that gap. Uh, I would – the only thing that really makes me nervous is about, okay, what what's the package that goes along with it? Are you getting Simmons at a discount where all you have to do is give up Brown? And the biggest thing is giving Brown to the opposition. Somebody essentially is right in your backyard and right. making them a better team. That doesn't sound like a recipe for success, or at least, I don't know. This is the way I, I look at it, right? The first thought that crossed my mind, Max, was if this is true, then something went terribly wrong between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. My second thought was, I still don't think it's a, I still don't believe it. You know why? Because I don't see the Celtics giving up on those two this quickly, especially with Ime in the mix, brand new head coach, brand new system. I mean, they're just getting started here. And, and regardless of how people feel about the small simple size they've seen so far, I don't think they're quite ready, or at least they're at that point, to, to give up and, and, and split these two. Well, I think that the thing that you're not looking at, and and, and surprisingly, is the fact that Ime was um, Simmons' coach for a minute in Philadelphia. So he has a history already with a, a guy who is who you want to bring in the mix. He's been an all-star several times, so you're bringing that in. Obviously, you look at all the stuff that's going on. Winning players have so much flexibility and so much more uh, power. But, uh, man, it, 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 it did blow me out the water to hear that. And then I, my mind started calculating and started look, looking at the way Simmons could help your team. And you said, wow, that would be amazing. Now, on the flip side of that, how much are you helping Philadelphia getting rid of what they would think would be a major headache? Man. Brown, I mean, you're you're jailing in that lineup. Oh, yeah, you're doing them a tremendous favor. If you think all of a sudden you get Brown to go there and you lose essentially the trash that they don't want and you bring it here. I mean, that is, that's like somebody coming, your trash has been on the back porch for a week and it's starting to smell. And all of a sudden somebody comes by and says, you know what? I'm going to take that trash out for just way. <laughs> and you're going, damn, that was nice. And what they left was some roses there. And you're going, man, that is, and that's essentially what it would look like. if you Yeah. Take yeah. And then they snatched the Ferrari here. in the side of the car, Max. Like, come on, man. Like I'm not, okay. I should, I should have, I, maybe I went too far on that analogy because when you compare the two players, it's not trash to a Ferrari. However, mm-hmm. with the baggage that's gone on in Philly, yeah. with the price tag, you know, I mean, all that, well, you combine what, all that. What's, I don't what, see the what's the price tag? What is the price tag, though? Obviously, you're going to be getting Simmons at some kind of discount. I mean, if you're well, – right, I, I, I was just talking right, about this contract. This I this contract and, all right, let me add this to you. What, what would – say, if you got Simmons – and Curry, would you take that deal? You wouldn't? You know what, Max? I'll tell you my third thought. I remember. My third thought was, can the Celtics or would the Celtics somehow make this move if it doesn't include Jalen Brown? Do these two reach a, reach a point two months from now where they're like, look, you're not going to get much better than what we got. And what I mean by that is a, a, a trade centered around, I don't know, Marcus Smart maybe. Right. And, and you, you you name it, any kind of combination of players or, or, or picks and assets that, that you which Southern don't really have a whole lot of. But yeah, you right, know, right. would the Philadelphia 76ers take that? What do you think? But I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that, you, yeah, obviously they're looking to unload 
and you're probably going to get a bargain price, but you got to take back salary. I mean, that's the thing that you, that Philly has to take back. You're talking about a guy who makes uh, about $30 million a year. And you're talking about Marcus Smart at $16 million. So you're going to yeah. have to include something else in that package. Yeah, it'd have to be. If you, gave Brown, be if you gave Brown away, if you gave Brown away, the numbers are really a lot closer. No, I get what you're saying, Max. Yeah, that right. you might not have to give up anything else to go along with it. Now, right. I am. I, I love Jalen, and I love what he's done. I love his maturity. I love how he scored the basketball and and watch him develop as a player. He's he's been uh, he's been your best consistent score. He's had some ups and downs, but he's been your most explosive scorer this year. So to get rid of him, I'm telling you what, man, this would be the 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 big balls of big balls. The Sam Cassell, this would say you Brad is holding the big ones. If he makes this deal, man, this this is this is either fly or explode. It's not even like you know you're gliding along. No. Either you're gonna go up or you're going to explode. Max, what do you mean? This is a head-scratcher. This is what went down that led to this. That's what this is. I don't think it's nothing went down. I still, you, you look at this team again. Joe Sway, Come on, here. Max. If this trade were to go down next how week, many times you can't say that nothing went wrong if they just went out and made a draft. That's a drastic you, move, Max. How many times have I told you this one thing, and you tell me what is the difference between Brown and Taylor? Not a, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Yeah. And in order to survive in this league and flourish, you have to have contrast in your players. You think when LeBron and Kyrie and Love play together, all three of those guys were completely different players. You know, you think about Bosch, you think about LeBron, you think about D-Wade, essentially kind of different players. If you look at Tatum and Brown, Tell me the difference in their games that you go, hmm, yeah, he does. No, he he doesn't. I think Brown is a little bit more explosive. Uh, It's a better defender. He's a little bit more slick with what he's able to do, uh, you know, when it comes to dribbling the basketball. But not a lot of difference. Both guys average in the high 20s or, you know, someplace in the 20s. Both, both Both guys need the ball to be effective. You, you, you cannot deny that. And, and that's one of the things that you look at this team. It's like how many times as Marcus Smart and other players said, the ball sticks with Tatum, it sticks with Brown. So it, there's no movement. Yeah. No, I mean, look, if that if this team runs its course in the sense of, look, these two can't, it's just not working. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Max. I'm not saying sign these two up for the next I mean, contractually speaking, they're signed, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm not saying that that means they're going to be together for the next two, three seasons. I'm just saying this season has to be where they go all in, and we know that they are the leaders. They're the ones running the ship, and I don't think this, what, under 10 games into the season is the time to break them up. I'm just – I want to see how this thing plays out. And a big part of that is because of what I saw in in, uh, when when this team was playing in, in, in Florida. All right, two back-to-back wins on the second, you know, second night of a back-to-back. You go into Miami, you beat the team with the best record in the Eastern Conference, and, and you did it the, the exact way Eme told you to do it, right? But on the defensive end, not, you held this team under eighty points, Max. Yeah, but but essentially, you beat them without Tatum. Tatum was a non-factor in that game, and then now you go down to Dallas and you almost beat Dallas, and then Brown's a non-factor in the game. 
So you look at this team and said, okay, what are, what are you going to do? What's what's the what's the con- consistency that you look at with this team and what they have to bring to the table? I just it just if you're looking to have just two great players on your team and here for a long time, I don't think you trade them. You don't move them. But if you're going to be a serious championship team, you have to have some contrast between your two best players. Or one of them has to be mean as a son of a gun. One thing I did like against that in, in the Miami game was, oh, my God, they had the heart be still as I think I saw Jalen Brown go up to somebody and say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to text you about that. I was going to text yeah, you. And, and I, was, I, I was on the air going crazy. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God, Brown is, you know. Finally going up to somebody, something he heard you. See, he heard early. you actually. I don't even know who it was, but oh, it actually was um it, I, I think, think it was Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero was the one that it was Hero. Got it was Hero. Yeah, Brown yeah. Going in. I'm like Tyler He's making faces. Tyler Hero wasn't the guy I picked to go up and you know start your Yeah, but he's got it. But he, hey, he yaps, Max. He's a yapper. He talks trash though. He's a yapper, so I'm not surprised. Well, you wanted to be like Durant, right? That's what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to the top, brother, you got to go to the top of the mountain. You know, you, when they say you're going to a bar and you say you want to store the fight and get respect, you don't find the littlest person up in there. You go get the big dog who's sitting there, got all the women there like, yo, dude, that's the king of the mountain. I think I just want to try to take him out. If I don't, then, hey, everybody's still going to respect me for just coming out fighting and, you know, doing it that way. But if I knock down the smallest guy, it's like, I well, I hope I see that, Max, because, you know, we got to remember Jalen wasn't in that series against the Nets. So we haven't gotten a taste of that quite yet. Him and Durant in the best of seven series. That that would be fun. For well, sure. I, I think it would be in, in the way it would be fun if you had both those, if you had teams and players that did not like each other. And what you see with Kevin Durant, Kevin, Kevin Durant will buddy He'll buddy Tatum up. Oh, you know, what's going on? How you doing? We won the Olympic gold together. Yo, what's up, man? How you feeling? That, that, that. And the next thing you know, hit him with an elbow. Whereas I don't know if Tatum is going to do, is going to do the same thing with Durant in that situation. The one time we did see it, it did not happen that way. It was Durant yeah. hitting with the elbow. And would you have Tatum go to the official instead of saying, well, well, wait a minute. I got, I got this. Don't worry about it. Yo, dude, if you do that shit again, there's going to be some major consequences. And, and, it was a and furniture movie. Yeah, and that's one of the things that, you know, <laughs> I, that I didn't see that I want to see from uh, Tate. We're back and we're better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. That's CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, the Southern's going to have to continue without Jalen for a bit. Uh, he's going to be out for one to two weeks. 
uh, the, the right hamstring soreness in the right hamstring. Coach Ime Udoka saying that it is more of a precautionary thing, but uh, mm-hmm. is it something that Celtics going to have to be worried about? You think? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, those things happen. I mean, if it was a full pull or a full tear, I think that that's something else, and it keeps you out for a longer period of time. But if you're talking about maybe a week, week and a half with treatment, then you know, realistically, you should be back you know, before the Lakers come to town and you should be at full strength when they come to town. So I, I don't, I don't mind that. You got two games in Cleveland, which are coming up, uh, you know, that, that are going to be, I mean, Cleveland's playing well. You need to win both those and then kind of get on the road yourself. Well, you also got the Bucks coming into town too. So that, that'll be a good matchup, but Bucks have been, Bucks have been so inconsistent this year. I know, but I mean, I guess the reason I say that is because of, you know, they, they are the Bucks, they are the champs regardless, but also because I, I'm, I'm putting a microscope on, over Jason Tatum right now, you know, with, with no Jalen, how is he going to respond? Is he going to stick with the program here? You know, I thought his comments after the Dallas game were, was interesting. He, it was the first time he addressed what Marcus Smart had to say uh, last week when he when he called uh, Tatum and Brown out saying, like, look, these guys, you know, I'm, I'm in the corner and they, they got to pass the ball more, you know. And, and for Tatum to come out and say, look, you know, he pretty much said it without saying when, when he was asked, you know, was that did you agree with him doing that and Tatum kept it real. He said, I think you know the answer to that question. However, I do know that I need to do things better. I am constantly working on my game, but I'm going to approach the game the way I approach the game. And I thought that was interesting. Me, let me, like, let, I'm going to find me, my own way here. Let me, let, me re, let me rewind here. You said you know how I feel about that. Is that what That's he what said? he said to the reporter. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? He doesn't agree with what Marcus did. That doesn't, that doesn't mean you don't agree. That does not mean you don't agree. When you go that. out, but Max, when you go out and say, I'm going to play this game the way I want to play this game, it sounds like he's not trying to sign up for yeah, what Marcus Smart has. What it means to me, if, if there's a, if there, if a reporter asks you a direct question about Marcus Smart's response, then I give him a direct answer. No, I did not like it. I think yeah. we should have kept it in house. But if you, but if I say, well, you know how I feel. No. As a reporter, you're you were reported. No, 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 Max. It was I think I think you know the answer to that question. Excuse that, me. Well, that's the same thing. That's the same thing. But as a as a reporter, if you ask and you've been in the locker room, if you ask a guy a question and he says that to you, you might press him even more. You'd be like, Well, what which what yeah. do you mean? There should have been a follow up. That's, that's why I asked you the question. Now yeah. you know what I mean. No, no, I don't know what you mean. I mean, <laughs> and players do that sometimes. You know, yeah. out of habit, but no, that. I just thought the way I, I just thought the way he elaborated didn't didn't give any credit to Marcus whatsoever in his response. Well, you know? that's not that's not an answer. If you if I ask you a question and you say you know how I feel about that, no, I I, I really don't. If I've been a reporter, that's, I'd be like, no, I really don't. You yeah, know, I just want to ask you. It could go either way. Is it yes or is it no? Which which one is it? So that that to me would have bothered me as a reporter. Well, what do you think about what Marcus had to say last week? Um, I think you have to take it all in context. He didn't just go at Tatum and Brown. What he said about them, he said, well, we're going to for us to get better. Tatum and Brown have to understand that the defenses are locked down and set up for them. So they do a lot of double team. If Brown and Tatum comes off a pick, they have a man and a half there. So they have to find that open guy in the corner or find somebody else who's going to knock down the shot. 
I think you look at Romeo Langford, who's been doing a pretty good job. And I mean, Schroeder played a great game the other day. It's just unfortunate that uh, Luca came in and, and spoiled their party. That just did not happen three times in a row, essentially getting beat by the same shot. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. And, and the way it went down, too. I mean, things could have went different. I, I thought it was going to overtime. Well, I think that Marcus made a mistake by fouling yeah. uh, early on. And as the shot clock was, probably the Celtics would have got the ball back with probably about five seconds to go. But instead, once Marcus fouled, now all the pressure is off Dallas. There's no pressure because all you want to do is get the last shot. And you got one of the best guys in the league taking the last shot. Instead, if he had taken it and you got five or six seconds left on the clock, you get an opportunity to come back and counter. That was the mistake that they made in that game. As well yeah. as, I mean, here's the thing. As well the as first thing I thought was, was he instructed to do that? And, of course, Ime was was quick to say, no, he was not. So. Ime, what you love about Ime, Keeps Ime, it 100. Ime ain't taking the bag for nobody. I, I'm telling you what I'm not gonna do. No, he doesn't keep I'm it hundred max. He keeps it, I, I think I think he keeps it a thousand max. I don't think I, he keeps I'm it not gonna go out and rob a bank with email. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> okay. Cause because soon as the cops come up, they're gonna like uh email who Max is with me, Joe Sway was with me, uh all those guys are seeing that. Yeah, all those guys are with me. It's like just, just hold up for a minute. But he's he's letting them have it and making them be accountable, which is yeah. really different than what Brad was. Brad was yeah. more so like, you know, that's on me. That's my bad. We we as a team. No, he said, no, I didn't tell Marcus to do that. No, this right. is how it is. So he puts the onus on the players. And, and to me, I, I kind of like that. I mean, because I, I guess I had, I had Bill Fitch. I had Bill Fitch as a head coach one time with me. And boy, he would, he, he would put the onus on you in a heartbeat. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even close and I remember one time it was a, a game late, and I actually came over to help somebody out, to help Tiny out against Philadelphia. And he was about to be beat by Andrew Tony. I came over and I didn't cut the baseline off well enough. Andrew Tony stepped by me, and my knee hit him, and I fouled him. He goes to the free throw line and takes a couple of free throws, and they win the game in Boston. And the reporters were asking me some questions, and I was usually smiling about it. And I remember Bill Fish walking by my locker and looking at me, said, if I was in, in love, this, I said, it, and I quote this, he said, if I was that fucking guy pointing to me, I would never laugh again in life. <laughs> and it's like, so, so, you know, I, I've been with coaches that say, you know, that they're going to let you have it instead of jumping on the sword themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's been doing. And, and But at the same time, maybe that's what's rubbing off on Marcus. You know, like, look, my whole thing about this is it's one of those, okay, it's not about whether he should have done it or not. I just think we all know it's a risk, right? It's a risk you go out there and say something like that. It's a risk because you don't know how your player or your team is going to respond. I think that I think that you look at the way the season was going so far, somebody had to jump started with something. And I don't think you go in with kid gloves on. You got you got your ass beat by um, Toronto and with very little effort. You were ahead against Chicago, and they came back and beat you. By, you were up by 19. You get beat by 15 uh, in the third quarter. That's that, that scoring margin can't be. So somebody has to say something. They played three home games so far, 
and mm-hmm. have not won a game yet at home. So what do you what do you do? You just wait. Oh well, we're okay. We'll be we'll be better. Right. No, somebody yeah. has to say something to get some spark in the team. And so I didn't mind that at all. You think this is something that um that do you ever think that like the the Tatum thing about it, right? Because I know you're you're sort of like oh, I'm not quite sure if he's he's really took a dig at Marcus or not, but. Is this something that could, could that could strike back up down the road where these two actually, you know, there's some kind of friction between them? Well, then they have it with Brown and and Brown is smart. They were at it for a while. People said that you know they were up in each other's face. It happens when you play team sports that you have strong personalities and that and you have these two Brahma bulls and they're coming to each other. And nobody wants to give. So it's a tug of war. And Marcus is the defensive cap captain. And Tatum and Brown are kind of the offensive captain. So it goes both ways when you think about this team. Yeah, that's what I think. Because I, when it comes to the defense, I feel like Marcus is like, look, this is going to be our DNA. And I got to be the one leading the ship. You know, he's the point guard. Obviously, we know what he means to the defense on this team. And Right after he said those things, Max, say what you want about what he actually said. We saw results. We saw two incredible wins, especially well, we saw, against we, a team we, like Miami. We did see incredible wins, but we didn't necessarily see the assist totals go up. We didn't see that. Hey, um, Max, I, I want this team to be one of the top defensive teams. It's got to be a top defensive team. But it's the hardest stat in the world to get, an assist, because you can pass the ball the right way, it's up to that guy to make the shot. Uh, I happened to talk to Jim Jones about that, uh, who played with the Lakers for a while. And I said today, I said, man, I tell you, if you want to piss Magic Johnson off, or if you want to piss a, a, a great point guard off, you miss you miss a shot, an easy bunny or something that will give him another A, boy, that will make him hot as, you know, hotter than fish grease. So I, I think that you have to think in, in that way. Pretty Sometimes awesome. what happens with players. Yeah, right, that's true. I mean, you've yeah. been there before, Josue. You you play ball. You're a point guard. Yeah. You drop yeah, a dime yeah. on somebody. You're going, yeah. You know, you yeah. give them a dime, and you think that's sweet, and they come in and miss the layup. What kind of face do you make then? Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I, I – that's momentum, man. You you, you stack up a couple thing. assists. That's momentum yeah, that, right there. That assist thing sometimes can be so blown out of proportion because it takes that other person once you get that pass to knock down that shot. You could you make the best pass in the world, solid. I'm sure you've done it before. Great bounce mm-hmm. pass, and what you envision, this guy scooping it up and bam, coming yeah. in dunking it or laying it in. Us, it was laying it. He comes in and lays in there. Flies off to the other side of the backboard as a point guard. The first thing you go is, what the <laughs> so, so assist. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes, which is terrible look. because the first person he looks at is you, and he sees yeah. that look in your face. Yeah, I mean, or, no, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. As a point guard, when you make that pass and that guy misses that pass, this is the first thing he looks at. So looking at me. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> Not even look at the crowd, like <laughs> yeah. Like, he looks at his hands, like damn, I, I missed that. Then I played with Nate Archibald, and I've had those looks and those stares from him. I just talked to him about it the other day when we were 
did an event together and uh, he would give he he would give you dagger looks and Larry would give you dagger looks if the, you if you missed an assist. Yeah, I just think it's just again, after those back-to-back wins, it, I I thought and of course after what Marcus said, like I wanted to get. I wanted it to galvanize Brown and, and and Tatum, you know. And it's unfortunate that for at least up to two weeks or so, we're not going to be able to see that until Jalen gets back. So, well, we'll you see. can you can you can see it for Tatum. Tatum Tatum is going to be your lead dog right now. So we'll see how the game changes and who else comes in as a score. Uh, one thing that happened the other day in the Miami game was the guy who came in and knocked down some shots where he was Naismith. Nismith has been essentially yeah, on good. a milk card. He came great. to Miami and knocked down some great shots for you. But yeah. there are a lot of combinations that the coach can go to that he hasn't even gone to yet. Uh, you know, Romeo Langford's been really good this year. Yeah, they, both of them did. They came in and they, they were down big in the first half. Those, those two yeah. helped that well, comeback. You know, the MVP, here's the thing about it. The MVP so far of these first 10 games or how many games they played, has been Al. Al, Al has been Al has Agreed. been the best player for the sub, the most consistent player. Al Horford has been the most consistent player for the Celtics so far this year. And I, I, don't, even think, I don't even think it's close. We're talking about yeah. the guy at his age right now being one of the leaders in shot blocks. That that to me is is an amazing stat. Leads the NBA. It's incredible. Yeah. All that energy and that uh, rejuvenation coming coming through full force, and the Celtics need all of that right now, right? They need that throughout this little transition as they try to pick up this defense, this newfound defense, which is another thing I think that we've overlooked here. This this new defense has been implemented, and we're already seeing results this early. So I think that's a really good sign. You know? Yeah, I think there's some good things about this team that you look at and you go, "This is Emay's team. He's he's coaching a different way." I'm seeing different things that I did not see. With a Brad, Brad's team, yep. you know, what Brad's yep. team would have done. Ime is putting his own stamp on it, and I I happen to like that. You know, the the stamp with the three home losses that that was horrible. But then you look at the road games they play. This has been arguably, arguably the best road team right now in the league because every game on the road essentially they've had a chance to win. They've yeah. had a couple of overtime games and games two, that two double up. overtimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, Mac, before we wrap up this episode, tell everybody what you did over the weekend. What you do? Well, what I did over the weekend was actually hung out with you and uh, uh, Nick Jolso. Uh, you know, I went to an event uh, of some of my former teammates and got a chance to uh, be with them. It was an autograph signing uh, up in uh, Wilmington, uh, Mass. And uh, I was a headliner. Robert Parrish was a headliner. Uh, LT was there. We, LT you and, I, there, and, yeah. and, and you, you taped something. We, I'm sure we, we're going to put it out someplace. Oh yeah. Oh, L- right. LT about being uh, being the goat. And first he said, "Get the sh- I'm the goat. I'm the goat up here." From he was talking about from North Carolina. And I laughed. And I came back later on. And I said, "Well, are you? I said, "I thought I heard Tom Brady's the goat here in Massachusetts." And he said, "Yeah, he is." I said, yeah, he is. He's a goat on offense, but I'm the goat <laughs> on the defense of me. And, <laughs> and, he, he, and he, like just, he just laughed, but he was he was so cool. And uh, there was somebody, there was a guy that uh, I went back with, Alanda Cepeda, a great Major League Baseball player, uh, Dominican. 
uh, 84 years old now. Uh, actually, was in a wheelchair. He was down there signing autographs. They used to, if you want to look him up, they used to call him the Baby Bull, uh, Orlando Cepeda, because man, he he had a stick back in the day. And uh, Nate Archibald was there. Uh, Gerald Henderson was there. Rick Roby was there. So man, seeing was, you guys all tell the stories from '81, man. Yeah, oh, it was like man. about five. It was, I think, it was like five of us at least. Yeah, five. it was five of you guys, and you five had them all animated and telling tell tell stories, man. Yeah, so it was really cool to be around uh, those guys up in uh, up in up in Wilmington. It was really cool. Absolutely. You also got to share your new book, of course, guys. If you haven't checked it out yet, go get yourself a copy. All right, what is it like? Seventeen bucks? It's nothing. Go get yourself a copy. All right, no, head to it, Amazon. It, it was seventeen bucks in, until you know I had a box of them uh, up at the event, and uh, I had my lead sales dog uh, Joe Sway. Getting you, I'm, you, I'm getting you sales, some book sales. It was re- it was really cool to see you hawk a couple of books for me. I said, Joe, that somebody else wants to buy another one. Somebody wants, so we must have sold at least 10 books. Our guy, like Nick, hotcakes our, out there, our, our guy Nick Joso said, tried to say we sold 30 books. I'm like, no, we mm-hmm. didn't quite sell no 30, but we sold <laughs> more than 10 to 15 books that day. Yeah, but we know when Nick tells a story, it'll be 30. So and it, Yeah, it, it, he, he, Nick has a tendency to embellish just a tad. A little yeah. bit, just a little bit. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us. Until next week, guys, you already know, the Cedric Maxwell podcast. Subscribe, rate, and share. Tell your friends, all right? Yeah, that's Weekly right. We could, only, we could only do this and make it better if you become a subscriber to our channel. And, you know, Absolutely. you make us stronger. You make us stronger, and we're going to make you stronger by giving you honest feedback, great information, because one thing you know about myself and Joe Sway, we keep it on the – Hunt it. <laughs> Pause for emphasis. Exactly. That's exactly what we're doing over here. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>